You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello and welcome to the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I am not your host, Kyle Ratke. Kyle is in Paris. I hope he is uh, living the high life, wine, croissants, um, escargot, if he's into that. Um, I don't know if Kyle's, if I think of Kyle as an escargot man, but we'll find out in a couple of weeks when he's back. Um, maybe next week, even if he's not too jet lagged. Um, so kind of a depressing time to be a Wolves fan. Um, Wolves lost to the Knicks on Monday, 120-107. Uh, Knicks, a team the Wolves have, should have no business losing to, yet if you've watched a lot of the season, um, not a super surprising result. The Wolves are now in 10th. They're 5-6. and six. Um, I guess I could say it could be worse. Um, like they could be, you know, 0-11. But, but, but this is pretty much a worst-case scenario for the Wolves. Um, if... If you want to read a really good piece, John Krasinski on The Athletic always does great work and friend of the pod um, put up a really good piece today just about basically how the Wolves don't have any fight in them. Um, And that is got to be the most concerning thing about the Wolves so far. Um, It's not really that they don't have the talent. Um, It's really kind of back to the Wolves that we the Wolves of old, if you will, um, that got called up by Jimmy Butler for being soft, that uh, never really could fought for a rebound. Um, just these, this kind of little shit that has been plaguing the wolves and stopping them from being a good team for years. Um, I could go on, but, uh, I'm actually not doing the podcast alone, even though Kyle's not here. Um, I, I brought a good friend of mine, Andrew Colley. Um, he is a Knicks fan. So this is a, uh, this is an interesting one, but, uh, yeah, Andrew Colley. Um, how do we even describe him? Um, actor, <laughs> Um, writer, 
he makes excellent PowerPoint presentations. Um, so good. So good. Knower and knower of ball generally. Um, <laughs> Andrew, welcome to the 10,000 Layups podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for, thanks. This is, this is probably a, like the best time for me to be on a Wolves podcast as an yeah. East fan. Uh, and that's this, why we yeah, sent Kyle right. to Paris on the 10,000 layers <laughs> yeah. time um, to get him yeah, out of the yeah. way. <laughs> uh, and, and also Kyle refuses to work with me. <laughs> yeah, that is actually true. Um, we've brought up bringing Andrew on the podcast several times, including on the podcast. Um, Kyle's brought yeah. it up on air, but we've never managed to book Drew. It's too busy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. And Kyle hates it. Takes up. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Andrew plays in the same dynasty fantasy basketball league that... Uh, Kyle and I do. So there might be some, uh, I don't know, beef there. We'll have to bring Kyle back in to unpack it. But so I want to pivot just, you know, back to the wolves quick, Andrew, as an outsider, like what's what, what should our worry level about the wolves be? Cause, cause gotta be honest, like from an insider perspective, it ain't looking good and it ain't feeling good. Like what's yeah, the okay. outsider take? Well, let me flip it on you for a second. Like, what would you say you're like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like throw yeah. the team away, you know, one being like, Oh, we're actually going to win the championship. Like what's your worry level? I think like last week I was at a four or a five and now I'm at like a seven or an eight. I think like the yeah. last week has been really bad. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's like probably, I, I think, I, I think I wouldn't go as high as like a seven or eight, but I do think there's like some really distinct problem. I think the wolves have a problem right now. Uh, and I, I read that uh, John Krasinski uh, piece today. I feel like they have a so like, homework. Dude, hey, I wanted to bring my, my best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I follow through. Um, but I uh, I was reading that and it feels like they have this problem of like a positive feedback loop. And mm. the, what I was thinking about is like, I feel like Pat Bev, uh, you know, for all his faults, uh, which are numerous in my opinion um uh, but for all his faults uh he he has confidence that is just like totally unbridled and like will not be stopped and i i feel like the wolves don't have that player this year so like yep. i was reading that article and so many of the quotes weren't even like we're going to play harder next game it was like we're going to try to play harder next game and yeah. it's like wow like that is that that is a tough outlook to have like 11 games into the season we're gonna try to do better yeah like you have to, like even if it's just for optics that's such an easy like pr 101 thing i feel like just to be like no we're we're gonna fix this <laughs> yeah totally that's that's a really good point i didn't pick up on that but that's a really interesting point and i feel like i i my mind also immediately went to pat bev like watching honestly yeah. like this whole season um because what Pat Bev did is he commanded so much of the locker room attention that it did not let these guys who are not good leaders lead. And so yeah. like, I'm talking about cat. We've given cat a lot of flack on this podcast. Like he's not a good leader. We know this Edwards is too young. He, he cannot be a locker room leader. He's just like, not like maybe eventually. Um, yeah, but he can't, that cannot be his role this year. And there's just nobody else who is stepping up to like demand that the wolves do this. And I don't know if it's on the coaching um, but then again, I'm, I'm always kind of hesitant to blame everything on the coaches. Cause like you always need like a locker room on the court leader. Um, it's yeah, just like the I guys mean, who are the best players in this team just don't have the attitude or the credibility to hold people accountable. Is, I mean, is that fair? Like, yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. Like <clears throat> it feels like everybody's like really relaxed in a bad way. 
you know? Yeah. Um, like, I think, yeah, you guys have talked about this like so much, like Kat, D-Lo, um, you know. I totally I, forgot I like about D-Lo. I don't even <laughs> hear about him anymore. Dude, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, <laughs> Julian, <laughs> as like you know, a noted I, D-Lo fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I really funny. am. Like, I, I'm a D-Lo fan because if I was in the NBA, when I'm in the NBA, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's how I would play, right? Like, it's just like strolling up the court and jacking threes. Um, <laughs> but like, that's not good, right? It's like not good <laughs> basketball. It's just there's like, a reason he's not in the NBA. So yeah, right. He's a he's a relatable player, and like, you don't really want to be able to relate to your players from like an on-court perspective. <laughs> like, <laughs> it should be extremely unrelatable the way they're playing. <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I am like, I, I love Dilo. I like really want him to succeed for whatever reason. I feel like I just like glom onto players when they get in the league, um, specific players, but yeah, like he's really relaxed and like, it's like on the one hand, like a mentality thing, which is really tough. Right. And like, especially like ant learning from that, but also just like, I watched part of the like Nick's wolves game last night and watched part of it today as well. Like they're slow. Like the team yeah. is slow. Like, and, and yeah. I think there are some people that you definitely lost from last year, like thinking about Vanderbilt and like Pat Bev and stuff who just like brought energy, but like, there's nobody that like quick on the team. Obviously Edwards is quick, but like, we were kind of texting about this earlier. Like he doesn't always try, yeah, uh, which uh-huh. is kind of new yeah. and scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a lot of things that I was like kind of reading about today that were like really concerning about yeah and and like you know in in the like coming from the scope of like i think he's going still going to be a generational talent and like one of the best players of his time but like for right now that are like oh man it's not great don't want to be reading this yeah i i think like to you're totally right they're slow even like guys who don't like i don't know like Jaden mcdaniel's like i like like fine you know having a fine season or whatever but just like not fast like kind of like lanky and long and like like you're right. There's like this very specific element of quickness. That's just like not there. Um, yeah. Especially when Ant is like not pushing the pace. D'Lo won't, you know, D'Lo to no. me falls in the category of like almost like Russell Westbrook guys where it's like you not like necessarily how they play. You're making a face, but like guys who like won't play the way that you want them to in order to be the most sure. successful, you know, like, yeah, totally. Totally. Like you could see D'Lo being good in this offense, but just like oh, he yeah. won't do the things that he needs to do in order to do it. And like you, you yeah. ca- at some point you have to stop like casting guys into these like theoretical roles and just like accept like, I mean, I think it's, if things keep going the way like D'Lo, they're going to, won't be with the team next year, but like, no, I don't know. D'Lo, it's, it's tough. D'Lo is, um, I like to think of him as a, a, a shortcut player. Hmm. Um, he like never goes through all like uh, if, if he was a quarterback, he would never go through all of his reads. Right. You know, um, like he never takes the extra dribble to make a better pass. He like makes mm-hmm. the hard pass. Um, he like, like kind of same thing with shooting. Like he'll just like pull because and it like catches defenders off guards or off guard, but like it's often a worse shot than he could get. To. Like, I feel like he yep. just like always is taking shortcuts and like in an ineffective way. Yep. That's a really good point. That's really interesting. Um, I think like, yeah, it's a good analogy with the, with the quarterback. Cause especially like yeah. as a point guard, like you need right. somebody to be going through all the reads. Um, I think last week we talked about just the idea of like entitlement. And I think we're really seeing that with this team too, just generally speaking. 
like they were so fun last year and there was, and they definitely kind of overachieved until the playoffs when I think they honestly kind of underachieved, like they should have beat the Grizzlies. And then, and then like coming into this season, it's like, well, you know, there's, we have this, you know, we've Gobert now. We have Kyle Anderson, who, speaking of quickness, literally his nickname is Slow The slowest, yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but it's like, I think we did overlook kind of the pieces that we lost on the court. Um, yeah. And like how those pieces might have impacted the on the court results. But also definitely, I think we overstated how much that attitude could carry through with like a pretty dramatically different group of guys. Um I don't know. Yeah. I don't really want to be missing Pat Bev. I don't love no, Pat Bev I as mean, a player. I think he lost the Wolves a lot of games last year. Totally, but I think totally. like with his play, but I think what he brought out in the other players is really just something that's just totally, totally lacking. Yeah, I think like, yeah, I definitely would not have predicted this and like am surprised that Pat Bev has missed it all really. Um, yeah, same. I didn't Not, not at missed. all, but yeah, like it does feel weird. So, Um, so what's like the path, like what's the path forward? Um, wait, one, one thing that that I read today, do you, did you catch how many times Anthony Edwards has dunked this year? It wasn't it really low because his like legs are tired or something. Yeah. I didn't catch the number. It's twice. He's dunked twice this year, which is wild, but okay. So, so that right. Yeah. It's because his legs are tired. He doesn't really play back to backs. You know, I don't even I'm hesitant to bring this into the room, but was Cat right about the diet? <laughs> so we think Could Ant was just, that Ant was like lying to the media about going on a diet because because he did that because Bev was like or not Bev Ant was like that whole time was like I've been eating well I've been taking care of myself maybe Cat was right. <laughs> Maybe Cat has caught some unnecessary no. flack. No, no, so I, I don't actually think so. But that is like what I thought today. I was like reading about how tired he's been, and I was like, he shouldn't be this tired. Contributing to this, yeah, serious. I mean, it, like, it does feel like he's like hitting an age, which I feel I feel this way with like everything. Uh, obviously, he's a bit younger than me, I guess, but like, like hitting an age where he's like kind of like reevaluating uh life or something which was kind of his whole (laughs) knock coming into coming out of the draft which is kind of funny like and i don't i'm not actually buying into this but like yeah it feels like one of those one of the quotes in the article um was like about how he was like you know i want to be happy i want to like beat a good team and it was like okay cool but it was like i want to beat a good team so that i can like like if my nephew's in town i can be like in a good mood around him and it's like like, you know, no shade to his nephew. I hope he's in a good mood around his nephew as well. But like, also like, you know, there are other things that maybe the team wants you to prioritize in terms of like beating good teams and why you want to beat good teams. Yeah, totally. Um, and also like, yeah, Ant has to learn to kind of like there, he has to learn to deal with this kind of adversity too, in a way. Totally. Like, like he should not, like he should want to win but it should not destroy his life if they lose because he's going to lose a lot of basketball games. Right. And if he can't kind of like keep that under control and like come out the next game, it's like you kind of have to forget about the last game. And I think like that's not something the Wolves had to do very much last year because they were like yeah. not expected to do well. And so every time they won, it was like this huge boost. And it was like, oh my God, they're like, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but then like now I think it's just kind of like, 
just compounding and he just like yeah he's just mentally immature i mean he's just like immature totally I mean, he's just a, a kid, lot with like him. like yeah like yeah um so it's tough he they are they they are uh in a they're going to have a better record through the like or they already have a better record through uh 11 games than they did last year i don't know what they yeah. were through 11 games but they were four and nine through 13 last year so yeah being five and six you know like a little bit of perspective like yeah they're no, not totally out of it by any means uh but I and do think, when, yeah, and when, Rudy, and when Rudy Gobert returns and just becomes the vocal locker room leader that they need um then it'll all be perfect well yeah I mean I feel like yeah we are probably going to get to this in a little bit but the Wolves performance versus the Cavs performance obviously other pieces around them but really brings into question like who was at fault on those Utah teams <laughs> it does I think I mean yeah, yeah so so more complicated than that but this is an interesting thing, but um, let's take a quick break and hear yeah, from our sure. good friends at DraftKings. Um, NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Pretty good deal. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go, not me because I'm in Minnesota, to bet on the NBA. But when I'm in other states, and when Andrew goes to bet, that's where he goes. Oh, He's always on DraftKings. Oh gosh, he is the oh, Draft King. Truly. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get too deep no, into that because this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, let's get into the Wolves and the Cavs. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I know that was a good, good ad read. Um, I'm floored. <laughs> this is, this is why we bring, you know, guests in just so that we can show off the skills. Um, Dude, the professionalism around here. <laughs> unbelievable. Right. And not, not yeah. what you expected to walk into. Uh, so <laughs> let's go around the league a little bit. Um, I've asked Drew to kind of come up with three teams he wants to talk about. And since you mentioned the Cavs, let's go to them first. I think it is really interesting comparing them to the Wolves because you have somewhat similar situations with kind of young, young budding stars um, in Edwards and in uh, um, Mobley, you know, um, and then obviously they both traded for pieces of Utah's, uh, you know, past life. So, (laughs) so do you want to kind of, what, what, what do you have to say about the Cavs and the Wolves? Let's, let's get into that. Yeah. I mean, right. So like the, the comparison I was drawing was for sure, just like those, uh, former Utah players, but like, I don't know. I I think like the Cavs are one of the biggest surprises to me this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Particularly because if you look at like stats, which I don't have in front of me right now, but like Mobley is like quote unquote, taking a step back and like statistics just because of like who else is around him. But like, I think what that shows is that he's like doing a really good job of like playing team basketball. And if you watch the games, like that is just, that's a team. Like totally Donovan Mitchell is a scorer uh, and like a stud of course. And I think is like really showing that that is true, but like the way that other people have like really just like merged into like second, third, fourth options, like Darius Garland, yep. totally comfortable being a two. It seems like um, uh, Mobley, totally comfortable, being, 
comfortable being a three, at least at this point in his career. Like Jarrett Allen is kind of like the consummate big that you want. Like if uh, yep, somebody totally. just like plays near the basket because he does not demand anything. It seems like he's totally cool. It's just like watching anime in his off time and not getting yeah. any attention, yeah. uh, which is awesome <laughs> to be clear. Great. I feel like sometimes that comes off as like a critique of Jared Allen. He, I love that about him. Yeah, I'm like totally. obsessed with that. But yeah, yeah like I, I don't know, Karis LeVert. Yeah, right. Karis LeVert, Kevin Love. Um, Dude, like, uh, I never noticed how to say his first name, but like Chetty Osmond. Osmond. Like, that dude, right, maybe he was not the starting small forward that they wanted to replace LeBron, but like, has a lot of experience playing NBA basketball and playing, uh, like, and starting and playing against, like, the best players. Yeah. Like, he's a great piece off the bench. Like, that is they just give a 20 team minutes that looks any good. night. Yeah. And, like, you know, they have quickness, they have length, they have, like, that team's really good and i think they have the best record or are tied for the best record in yep, they're tied are they, are they tied with utah for best record in the in the league no the bucks oh yeah, yeah you're right, the bucks you're are right. nine and one um and one. the the jazz are nine and three and the Cavs are eight and two eight and two okay um, cool i jumped i jumped the gun there no but it's all good no i think that's yeah. a, they're a great team i mean and it's interesting because <laughs> when they traded for donovan mitchell i was i was not i was very anti i was like why yeah, did they do this like Same. Donovan Mitchell is going to be your number one. Like we've seen what he looks like as a one B and he couldn't even really be a one B. Um, so like you want him to be like your one a, or like, do you like, ha- like why, or do you want him to be your two and have Garland be that guy? And can you win if Garland's really your best guy? And like, you pushed all the chips in for Mitchell. So I was very much like, this is a very weird mood, but I think what we're seeing now is that like, maybe the jazz weren't as good as we thought. Like like yeah. when Mitchell was, maybe the issue wasn't Mitchell. Like maybe it was that the yeah. rest of the team just wasn't as good because he's averaging 31 points per game. Like, it, like he's been unbelievable. Yeah. I feel like the knock on him has a whole, or, I, I'm not like pulling this from a source, but my, my impression of like the knock on him was that he was like a little bit too like ball in hand all the time. Yeah. Um, and like, maybe like wasn't good at playing off the off the ball which is just like if you're trading for him you are trading for like your primary guy totally um but like it's just yeah like you're saying it's just like worked everybody else has kind of like stepped aside and he's like it seems like he's just the clear leader of that team um yeah. at least like in terms of who's going to get a bucket at any point yeah uh, and just like very unselfish um very unselfish like, i don't know it's really it's really cool to see and as you said like jared allen's like a perfect, perfect big fit for him. Mobley is like playing. Right. Yeah. As you said, playing really well, only averaging like 15 points a game. Um, yeah. but still like, you know, yeah, I totally agree. The team is winning. He looks awesome. Um, and on the flip side, Rudy coming in, not really making a much of an impact on the wolves so far. I want to kind of like pump the brakes on the direct comparison there. Um, yeah. just because Rudy has not played very many games for the wolves. And so like, it was always going to be a longer, more difficult fit to get like another center in next to cat than it was going to be to like add somebody who's an experienced point guard to a young athletic team. Um, yeah. But in some ways, like both the Cavs and the wolves built on their strengths, supposedly like with the Cavs adding another, like kind of lead guard ball, ball handler and the wolves adding another big. And it's clear that it's, it's going to work out better for the Cavs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it is clear, right? Like there's no, I feel like there's a world in which like the Wolves team does like totally turn, like get, gets a few games under their belt yeah. and like, 
but I do think, I think it would require Rudy like taking on more of a presence, like not just a defensive presence or like basketball court presence, but like somebody needs to be a locker room voice. Like we were talking yeah. about. And like, I don't know if he's that because he doesn't seem like he has shown that in the past. What if the Wolves but. had traded for Mitchell? Honestly, like I think that would have been a good trade. Yeah, like, I, I think they too. should have. I do too. I uh, do too. But, <laughs> but in the moment, like I didn't even want the Knicks to trade for him. So yeah, like, I, totally. I yep. was not a fan. So, yep, totally there. All right. What's another? Give us another team. Well, okay. So, you, let's just go down the line there. Uh, Utah. I mean, another like yep. very surprising team um, for like yeah. the opposite reason of yeah. the two teams we've been talking about. But yeah, like got rid of like who were probably their two best players or just like, you know, on paper, their two best players and are now like a better. Uh, I mean, you know, they were always a regular season team. So, I guess I like hesitate to say they're better than like, they ever have been, but certainly far better than any expectations they had entering the season. Do you think that this Laurie Markkinen thing is real? Gosh. Because I remember there was a time when it was like, this guy could be an absolute stud. And then things just did not go well for him in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of getting back to what we maybe thought he could be like. He was pretty good last year, right? Yeah. I mean, he's always been decent. But like he's yeah. just not ever been like a number one guy because he's yeah. not ever on that team. I, yeah, I, and like, why would you ever, you know, <laughs> why would you trade for Laurie Markkinen? Why would you ever make him your one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? But, but I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm tempted to say yes, and like, I guess, like, with that kind of, like, the Cavs, like, I think he also just like has tools around him, and like maybe the tools just match. Um, I don't know. I mean, like anytime Jordan Clarkson is on the car uh, is on the court, like that's a guy who can uh, get a bucket, do anything. Yeah. Like, like he can score (laughs) at any time and like, it's kind of inconsistent sometimes, but like he can get a bucket at any point in any matchup. So like, I feel like that's like a really good compliment. Uh, He's still coming off the bench, right? Is he still like the sixth? Um, No, he's starting. Yeah. He's he's starting. starting. So yeah. Like um, I feel like that's, a really good guy for a like kind of like new one a or a new one to have is like somebody who's just like able to score at will at any time. Uh, that's like a really helpful piece to have supplementing you. If you're yep. like, okay, cool. I'm going to take control of this offense for this. Is my first time doing so. Yep. Um, and then having that outlook. And then throw on top of that, the fact that Jared Vanderbilt is doing everything that he did for the Wolves last year for the Jazz. He's so good. He's, I mean, so he's like a really, really, really useful player to have on your team. Um, he's mm-hmm. like a great guy to have as your fifth best starter. I don't. I think like yeah. if you move him too far up in that, it's going to start to look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. honestly, he's probably the fourth best starter on this team um, because I don't think Olenek is... I mean, I think he's better than Olenek. Um Yeah. But uh, Linux another though, that can kind of just like go off, like obviously nothing totally, like Clarkson totally. or something like that. But like, I feel like the number of times I've like looked at a ba- box score in the past five years or whatever, and seen like Olenek 25 points. And then like, right. What? Like, and he does it in like 19 minutes sometimes, you know, he like, kind yeah, the of jazz are like, kind of testing out this of idea that if you just like collect enough guys who can go off in any given game, somebody somebody's will go going off to every night. Yeah. Right. Cause like, <laughs> which cause, is like, kind I mean, of fun. Yeah. Colin Sexton is like the epitome of that. Right. Like, He's always yeah. been able to just like score in bunches. Yep. And then like Conley too, right? Like Conley yeah. is not known for his scoring necessarily, but always can. Yep. Seven and a half yeah. assists per game too this year. Ooh. So he's he's back yeah. on his back on his BS. Um, also, awesome. like I said, Clarkson scoring at any at any point. 
He's also averaging 5.2 assists and almost five rebounds per game. So, wow. Yeah. He's, he's at 18, five and five, basically on the season, which is, wait, do you have Lori's splits up pretty nuts? Yeah. Lori's 21.9 points. So 22 points, 8.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists. Um, geez. Yeah, I know. Right. I don't Conley's know if those guys are going to And then, and then, um, uh, no, sorry. Conley's at 12 and a half and seven and a half assists. Sexton's mm-hmm. at almost 15 points per game and not much else. Um, yeah, that but makes sense. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I was a Utah jazz fan, I would be having a ton of fun right now. So much, fun. you know, it, just, like, I mean, ride this out. I mean, they're not, they, it probably won't last. I like, don't think the jazz are going to make the playoffs, but okay. I wouldn't be like overly shocked if they did. Yeah, I wouldn't be that shocked. Also, um, talking about like no expectations, right? Like this is what the Wolves benefited from last year is like not being expected to do well. The Jazz right now, it's the same thing. I'm a Knicks fan uh, like two years ago or is it? Yeah, two years ago, Knicks had the same thing where like all of a sudden Julius had that like all NBA year. And it's just like, we've seen teams every year have this where like- That's true. Not that that, like the Jazz are going to make the playoffs or not. They could though. Easily, there there are a lot of like similar teams in the Western Conference talent wise. Like, I think what the Jazz have, which a lot of teams um, don't have, is that they're no fun to play against every night. And that's something that um, Cheryl Reeve always talked about with the Lynx, just like not being fun mm-hmm. to play against. And I think that's something that you always want to cultivate. Also, yeah. for all of Wolves Twitter who just like was burning sage for months for the wolves to not draft walker kessler and then we're really happy when they traded walker kessler he looks pretty good yeah so, i, we'll I haven't like that. watched a ton of him but yeah I, that's tough give me one more team dude the denver nuggets all right and uh well, what do you i've got a say? couple of things here i've got a couple of things here so like denver opened the season by losing to the jazz um yep. which at the time was like what oh man fuck? yeah <laughs> like yeah this is tough like this is murray's return you know like it was just like not a not a great look. Now that loss, right, is like, oh, okay, that makes sense. The uh Denver's also now seven and three. So they're kind of dominating. Yep. Um, you know, you have Jokic, you're going to be a 500 team, basically. Yes. Um, for Jokic to win MVP, they have to win 65 games, I think, at least. Um, and he has to do like the same thing he's done the past two years or more. Um, yeah. but I kind of think they can do it. He's um, almost averaging a triple double, dude. I, He's almost averaging a triple double, and Jamal. I don't know if you've been watching it all. Jamal like looked fine to start the season, which makes sense. He's coming back from like a really brutal injury, but um, he has been looking like really nice, especially um, like doing what he always did of like icing games. Like last yep. night, um, they it were playing the Spurs. Clutch. That was a really clutch he, performance, dude. His pass, that pass was unbelievable. unbelievable. Like yeah. he had three passes where I like I, like literally stood up. And it was like, oh yeah. my goodness. I yeah, I think I think the Nuggets have like kind of like I feel like a lot of people were kind of picking them to win the West before the season. And then for whatever reason in the first 10 games, they've kind of like slid under the radar despite going seven and three. Um, and I think they might still be my pick to win the West. The Suns yeah. are right there too. But uh yeah. Tough I might tough news that. with the Cam Cam Johnson injury on the Suns. Yeah, like that's, that's true. That's, that's true. gonna be impactful. But but I will say with the Nuggets, like it all comes down to, I mean, so much has always with this team hinged on whether or not Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy, um, which has been a problem in the past. 
But I think they're probably better equipped to handle it now than they have been at any of the past couple of years because they kind of built themselves to survive without both those guys last year. And now they've just added those guys back in. Um, But like, I don't know, KCP, pretty, pretty, he's been pretty good. Aaron Gordon has like found a nice career as a role player, like was not the star that we wanted him to be in Orlando, but like learned how to play with Jokic as kind of the number two last year. And now can just kind of slide neatly into this number number three or four. Yeah. Um, you know, bones, he's always fun. <laughs> and like, he's like, right. He's supposedly only getting better too. He's so a like, bucket guy, you know? Yeah. Which is sometimes you just need that. Yep. Um, yeah. What, what do you think? What's your take on like Michael, Michael Porter jr. Um, I think he is going to be somebody who like, you're always going to have to build your team to deal with his deficiencies on the defensive end. Um, and so I don't really see him as a star, but like as a number yeah. two or three guy, like if he can be a number three guy next to Murray and Jokic, like, sure. He's also shooting like yeah. 50% from the field. So yeah, dude. And from three, he's shooting, he's 50% shooting higher from, from three. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. He's better and from three than he is from the field. It's insane. Um, so yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously if you can keep that up, he's, I'm, I'm very pro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, which is wild. I, I kind of feel like to your point, I kind of feel like he's a, like low key, if I was, you know, involved in management, uh, would be a low key, like trade, uh, mm-hmm. trade possibility. I feel like to your point, like the nuggets are pretty good at dealing with adversity at this point and like reshaping their team. I think there's again, to your point, there's such a risk of losing him all the time. And like, he does not make your defense better. I think it's like perhaps worthwhile to see if to float him out there, uh, and see if you can get like two solid role players back, you know, like, making what about, this up right now what's up what about durant like Damn. would you do that if you're the what, what, so what is that like mpj it's probably and mpj and like two first for one, one first two first i don't know it depends but like would you move mpj and picks for durant you have to right like i, mean, I don't i i, I, I don't think i would i don't no? i don't think okay. i well like like, no, like, I think realistically, if, if I was there, given that opportunity, yes, like, yeah. I would take it. I think you have to. I think, like, that's a no-brainer. I, like, don't want, I don't want that. I think So what's difference. the better, like, what's the better MPJ trade? What's what you had in your head? Okay, like, so if you did, like, um, something like MPJ for, like, RJ Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish, and, uh, you know, Quentin Grimes, right? Like something like that. Like, yeah. So, maybe so the that's implication not exactly of that it, is like, that like the, the depth is a problem, right? Because if you're going to move a kind of a top tier guy for a couple of bench pieces or, you know, not, a, not necessarily bench pieces, but a couple of worse pieces. Yeah. Like, do you think right. the Nuggets depth is an issue right now? Or do you think, I think like, I mean, they're also think, like, they might just like, this might just be good. Yeah. Right. I think they <laughs> like, I think like, yeah, I think the most likely outcome is that like, he does not get traded. So take everything with a grain of salt. I don't, I don't think that their depth is like a huge issue because basically they've like retained the team that they had last year, but added back, like just like shifted everybody Bruce down Brown. a couple of pegs. Yeah. And they, yeah. And they added Bruce Brown. Um, but I think like, I, I think what I'm hesitant on, and this is maybe a silly thing to be hesitant on is like MPJ being injured and just being so injury prone, yep. getting to the playoffs, having played a full year with him, losing him and having to like reshape your team there. Totally. Rather than, and like, that's like so far down the road that you can't like plan around that. Right. And like trade no. away one of your top three players no. because of that. But that's like, 
I'm just kind of curious if there's anything there. I don't know that I have like a good solution. Yeah. Well, we haven't solved it all, but thanks for coming on, Drew. We're going to wrap this up, but really nice talking to you. And thanks for bringing the takes. Um, I I wish I could say you made me feel better about the wolves, but I think you actually made me feel worse. Uh, Really? No, that's okay. Well, that's okay. Hey, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I've been wrong in my life. So yeah, here's another opportunity. Now I feel great. <laughs> yeah, you've Drew seen a lot him. of those. Drew hates them, and this is and this guy's never right. So yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, All right, well, thanks, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll probably course, be back. So you're you're probably listening to this. Um, you know, honestly, I'm not sure when you're listening to this because I'm not sure when Kyle's going to be able to upload this to the podcast feed. So um, hopefully, this is uh, either Wednesday or Thursday. I'll get the guys at TVPN on, and if I can't get in touch with Paris, Kyle. Um, We'll probably talk to you next week. This will probably be the only pod for this week. Um, thanks again to Andrew Colley for coming on. Oh, Andrew, I didn't ask, like, where can people find you? Like, do you have, do you want to plug anything to our just vast uh, listener base here? Oh man, do I want to plug anything? He's in Chicago. Um, he's in, he's an yeah. actor. I'm in Chicago. If you're in Chicago, I'm around doing a uh, comedy and acting, uh, you know, kind of changes every, every week. Uh, do you have a yeah. website? Yeah, I have a web- website, andrewlcauley.com. I think it's, if you just type in Andrew Cauley to your search engine, I think it should come up pretty quick. That's good optimization. To. That's that's what I'm going for, that SEO, baby. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Andrew. Um, nice to talk to you, and we'll be back next week, hopefully, with Kyle.